It's a miracle. And Ivy, and you are listening to Black, Broke and Brilliant. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be discussing all the joys of university life from fresher freebies, naughty nightlife and super societies. Prepare to laugh at all the antics coming up. So let's get straight into it. So a quick recap, I went to the University of Manchester and Sammy went to the University of Kent and we previously spoke about our uni struggles and all the stress that comes with doing a degree but today we're going to be filling you in on our uni social life aka the shenanigans, aka the antics, aka the drama, all the tea is about to be spilled. I'm going to end up baiting myself out today, I can just feel it. I already have regrets but hey we're here now. So let's start with Fresh's week. Um, Mine was a complete blur, quite literally, because I blacked out most nights. But from what I can remember, I had a great time. So the first time I saw the University of Kent was the day I moved in because I got in through clearing. So like, I had no idea what to expect. I was like, I don't know where I'm going, what's in the world. Um, so it was literally just like pulling up, driving through the campus. And I was like, oh, damn, this place looks cool. But um, I moved in on the Sunday because it was my cousin's wedding on the Saturday. So like, Saturdays normally when everyone arrives and like goes out so I was already like a day behind I was like I need to catch up um but I remember when like my family left um my older brother who was also at uni at the time he, he basically just told me like knock on all of the doors introduce yourself to everyone show my face meet people and basically just like get to know everyone and that was just a solid advice because from the jump I was like cool this is me you guys are gonna know who I am that's actually wild though. So the first time you saw the uni was when you rocked up on moving day. That's crazy. But do you know what? I, yeah. kind of think, I think that's a good thing because a lot of us when it came to uni would just do so much research and go and visit the uni lots and then have expectations and then you'd be like let down. But I think it's actually just sick that you were just open-minded because I even remember a couple of weeks before I started, they sent us the names of all our housemates and I was like, okay, time to do some research. I was moving all Inspector Gadget. I was moving like Joe from you doing background checks. And I just convinced myself that we weren't going to get on and we got on so well. So had I not done that, it would have been fine. So I actually think that's kind of worked out. Yeah, like every opportunity for those like oh, meet your housemates beforehand have always like flopped to me because obviously I didn't even know where I was going. And then the housing I got was literally like whatever was available at the time. And I had no idea about who I'm going to, and it would not have affected my decision anyways. I was just like, cool, guess I'm going to meet them there. But um, that first week, Freshers Week, is just so much fun. It's like everyone is besties, like your besties with the entire floor. You all go out, you're all hanging out. And then literally by week three, it's like, fam, I don't know you, like who you are. Nah, we're not <laughs> friends like that anymore. And you're literally only a, like friends with a handful of people. Yeah. But I remember... Um, one time, so that Saturday that I arrived, I was like, cool, I have to go hard now because it's my first night where it's going to be like these guys' second nights. But I think there must have been like 20 of us in like having pre's in someone's kitchen, um, literally just like playing games and like pre and, and I think that night it was like a Facebook party. So everyone had to wear these like t-shirts, Facebook t-shirts and it said your name, like your status, like single, in a relationship and like your interests, like something stupid like that. But it was really funny. 
Yeah, no, I love that about freshers. Like everyone is up for everything. Everyone's their friendliest self. And then you find your squad and you're like, I don't have time for this. But no, I think because everyone's in the same boat and everyone's trying to make friends. It's just such a nice energy. And it's mad because I was so nervous before going. Like my mum and my sister drove me up to Manchester and it was like a five and a half hour drive. And I was just sat there like biting my nails. Like what if I don't make friends? So nervous, fully had a breakdown after they left. And then by the end of day one, I was like, I already have my squad. This is great. For me, yeah, it was only a two-hour drive from, like, London to Kent. But um, I I wouldn't say, like, I was excited for my family to go. But, like, my mum was like, are you sure you're going to be okay? And I'm like, mum, I'm good. Like, like leave. <laughs> leave. Let me start making friends. Like, your time has come. <laughs> time to make your exodus. <laughs> but, I was like, mum, I'm ready to be independent now. You just, you're just going to have to let go. Um, but, no, fresh, the Freshers' Fair was so great. Like, all the free pizza, Domino's. Domino's came through. I did not have had to get like lunch that day because I was just filled myself up on like all that free pizza and the stationery. I did not have to pay for a single pen, pencil, or post-it note all year. Like I was sorted from Freshers Fair. So grab all the freebies. And you know, I was that person who went to every single store and I got flyers from everywhere. I went to all the free taster sessions. Like I literally, I tried netball, basketball, boxing, kickboxing, darts. I went to all of those free sessions. It was great. <laughs> Mate, Freshers Fair was just like being a kid in a sweet shop. Like the way all you needed it was they kind of hired out or rented out two massive halls and one was just giving out free stuff. Like you get free pizza, you get free pizza, you get free pizza. And then the next hall was just like all the societies and sports teams and everyone was like, do you want to sign up? And I was like, okay, astronomy, I'll sign up. Scuba diving, okay, I'll sign up. Harry Potter, haven't seen a damn movie, but yeah, sure, I'll sign up. I literally signed up to everything and didn't go to any of them, but fresh as <laughs> so live. I do remember that there was literally a society for everything. So there was a Harry Potter society where you could just like chat about Harry Potter, but there was also like a Quidditch society. So like people <laughs> literally on their brooms, like on the Kent Green, literally just jumping around with their brooms. And I'm like, there is a space for everyone. It was just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I freaking love Freshers Fair. It's just great time. Like going into first year, the only thing I wanted to do was I just wanted to settle in stress-free and have fun. I was like, I am 18. This is independence right here. Like, I'm I'm ready to do this to the fullest. So um, I didn't want to worry about like, you know, working and having a job and like all that kind of other stuff. Cause I was like, uni is going to be stressful enough. Like obviously the jump from A level. Um, but I worked really hard, like all throughout the summer. So, and I like saved a bunch of money. So that way I could afford to like not have a job in first year. And um, when it comes to work, like when it came to work in first year, my motto was diamonds are made under pressure. And you know, <laughs> I have a Sierra Leonean, I know a lot about diamonds. Wow. You know, had to throw that in there. <laughs> it's true, where is the lie? <laughs> where is the lie? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm such a night owl when it comes to like working. Like I don't, I don't work well, like in the daytime. I feel like my phone is on, there's notifications and pinging. I, like, I just work better at night. So like after dinner, if I was like trying to do an essay or an assignment and I just couldn't focus, I'm like, right, what is the point of me sitting here wasting time? when I could go out like I'm not being productive right now so why waste my I might as well go out and that way my guilt will fuel me to work harder when I come back and I did that on multiple occasions like I would fully my friends would be like oh we're, we're about to head out if you want to come join us I was like yep dress up eyebrows quick like mascara and I was out and then I would literally come back after a night out like 2am pull up on my laptop and literally just 
like bang out work like it worked you can catch up on a lecture but you can't catch up on a night out so don't miss it so true i'm actually dead but technically you were still being productive you were just investing in your social life so exactly exactly social value you can't be missing out on night you know the ones where like people bust jokes and it's just like haha you had to be there kind of moment not me i was there I love that energy. I was literally the same. Like I was out every night of Freshers Week. And when I say every night, I mean Monday to Friday, every night. And most nights for the rest of the year too. I was just like, you know what? First year doesn't count towards my final grade. So there's really no need for me to actually commit to the whole studying thing right now. Like I belong to the streets all of first year. (laughs) I have no regrets. That was just everyone's mentality. Like, first year doesn't count. Why no. you try? First year doesn't count. Let me live my life. Let me live my life. Honestly, I was doing hot girl summer every season. I was like, this is my time to shine. You were like, it's awesome, but for me, it's hot girl summer. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what, you, were, you were on that. You were on that before Megan Thee Stallion. I was. <laughs> One thing that really changed our whole experience at uni was societies. My society, the Kent Falcons, big up Kent Falcons American football team. Um, this, this was a weird one. This is such a long story. I'm here for it. But it's funny, so bear with me. But um, so obviously at the Freshers' Fair, I was that person grabbing like all the flyers for every single thing didn't really stick like I wasn't really clicking with any of the people in like these societies that I was trying out didn't really stick to anything first term January came around and I was like Samira you have to join a society like it's what being at uni is um so I went to the freshers fair like literally on a whim and I had this friend who was on the American football team and he was always banging banging on about like how great it was they go out all the time it's such a society the the lads are right like he was non-stop talking about American football so see I went to the freshers fair and I was like oh so um actually the reason I didn't join it at the first time round, like in September, I remember going up to the stall, there was a whole bunch of guys and I was like, oh, so is there a women's team? And they were like, no, it's a mixed sex league. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Who am I going to be playing with? And they pulled up this guy, Sonny, who's now like my friend, who's like six foot five. And they were like, yeah, this guy, Ooh. this is who I'm going to be playing. I was like, no, thank you. Keep your flyer. <laughs> but then um, second term, I was like, oh, like on a whim, let me put my name down. And then that same night, I think I was out with my friend who was on the team. And I was like, oh, I, I, I signed up for the team. I'm going to be at, like, training on Saturday. And he was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I did. He was like, no, you're not. Like, I bet you any money you're not going to turn up. And I was like, fam, do you want to go? <laughs> so we bet £10 on it. Saturday came round and I was there. But um, my window was, like, right across the park where we were trained. So I waited until I saw people arriving. And then, and then I went, yeah. And when I say I was sat in reception looking at the clock, like, I don't have to do this. No one's expecting me to turn up. Like, I don't have to do this. I could easily just go home and go back into my bed and no one will know. Um, and I was actually sat there, like, it was 50-50. I'm like, do I go and try this thing or do I just return back to my safe space? <laughs> but, um, yeah, managed to find some courage from somewhere and, and I went out. And when I say I've never been more scared in my life than in that moment, like literally me, a girl walking onto this pitch and everyone's in like huge shoulder pads, helmets. So I can barely, I can't see anyone's faces. And I was just like, I signed up at the refreshers fair. 
No, I don't know how you did that. I would have done a 180. I would have been like, mm, oh, I, I literally, I was petrified. So I walked up to the only person I, I knew. Like, my friend didn't even turn up that day. That's so he snaked me. Um, and the only person I knew was, like, the guy who was at the store before. And I was like, oh, I signed up. Yeah, the freshest bear. Um, hi, Samira. And he was just like, uh, go speak to Shady. He's our captain. He was literally the driest, like, deadest person ever. Like, he was, he was stupid. And he was just like, yeah, just go speak to that guy. And I was like, uh, that guy told me to come speak to you. And Shady was like, offense or defense? And I was like, what do these words mean? <laughs> he was like, are you good at hitting or catching? And I was like, you know, I, I can catch a ball. He was like, cool, offense. And that was, that was literally it. And I've been on offense ever since. Um, but yeah, when I say like, literally no one was speaking to me. There was about, I don't know, 60 guys all in these like shoulder pads. Can't see their faces because they're in helmets. And literally no one was speaking to me. Like they were so intense, like hitting each other, whatever. The old person was just like, oh, this is how you should have your hands like catch a ball. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then later on, they were doing Oklahoma's, which is literally where like two people just run into each other. Like one person's carrying the ball and you literally just like run into each other, like full pace. And I was like, no, I can't do this. They had loads of equipment. I was there in like running shoes and joggers. I'd be like, deep how much I was standing out. Um, I was like, yeah, I can't really join in with that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to stand on the sideline. No one really cares. And, and then this guy, Martin, he must have been injured in the Oklahoma. So his like, ankle was like busted up. So he was just like sitting on the sideline. So he just started like talking to me and he was just like, yeah, it's a cool team. You know, it's quite fun. We go out a lot. There's a social on tonight if you want to come all this business. And I was like, you're the first person to speak to me. Oh, um, what could they all be Yeah, like that was Martin, who is literally my bestie now. Um, absolutely adore him. But yeah, that's how it started. So I got invited to the social, which was on that night, which was, um, what is it called? Pub golf. Um, I decided not to go to the site because it was like starting at four o'clock and I was like, I don't know anyone, but maybe I'll meet you like in the club later on. 4pm. Um, the night out was starting at 4pm. Yes. <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> Literally, because it's like pub golf you, and you're going to like loads of different bars across so like they started it hella early and I was like yeah no thank you but maybe I'll see you at the clubs at like 11 o'clock yeah. which is what I did um but yeah so I I didn't even think I would keep going but I just kept going to the training session because it, it was fun and I think the more I went the more people started to like speak to me I guess they were just like who is this fucking random girl like we're in the middle of our season we're focused we've got games to win like no one was worried about recruiting or like this random girl but I guess the longer I kept going the more people would like speak to me now yeah. I remember something it was so funny so I'd be on campus and random guys would be like hey hi hi Samira and I'd be like hi hmm? who, who are you I had no idea who these people were because at training all I ever saw was like eyes through these helmets but it was a guy so I was like he must be on the team because I don't know any guys like that you know um but yeah, I actually remember one person was like, you're cool, but like, don't start bringing any more girls around. And I was like, that is great energy to have. <laughs> Rude. I mean, I appreciate the compliment, but also we don't need that shade. Yeah. So at, at first it was like quite scary, but I just kept going. I think the more I stuck around, the more that they were like, oh, she's actually a really cool girl. She's calm. And I remember anytime like we'd go out and... Um, like as a society or have socials, the guys would be so proud of me. Like they'd literally bring me along and like introduce me to their friends on like cheerleading and like lacrosse. And they'd be like, oh, this is our friend Sammy. She's super cool. She's the only girl on the team. Oh, this is Sammy. She's the first girl to join the team. And, and I'd be there like, 
hi, I'm, I'm Samira. <laughs> but it was actually so cute. Like they introduced me with so much pride. Um, and I guess when I joined the team, I didn't see myself as like, oh, I'm going to be the token black girl. I was just like, I like being around these people. And when I say, I probably would not have been friends with like majority of these guys if it wasn't for the team, because it's such an eclectic bunch of people. Like there is literally a position for everyone. Like whether you're quirky, quiet, kind of weird or like super cool, like everyone on, like we have such a mix of people on the team, but yeah, it, it was really, really cool. And like definitely my uni highlight. Um, yeah, and as I said, I didn't really see myself as like token or special, but I was just kind of like being myself and I just so happened to like be a girl who joined the team that just so happened to be all guys. Um, but yeah, I just tried to embrace my position, make the most of, out of the experience and like obviously run for committee, which is something I would have done anyways. But it eventually led me to do some really great things, getting recognition, interviews, features. So definitely a uni highlight. Ooh, that was long. That was a good story though. It's mad though, because like you said, you didn't think of yourself as special or anything. I just remember you messaging our group chat like, so guys, I joined the American football team. I'm the only girl. That happened. And we were just like, no. Nah? Sorry. I mean, didn't see this happening, but I support you. Like, it's actually a big deal because like a lot of people, like including myself, I could not be the only girl on a team of 60 guys when they're moving like that. Like, no, nah, I couldn't do that. Like, you're an actual... Yeah. And do you know what? I, I remember constantly like messaging you guys like, oh, I'm on the team and we're doing this. And you were just like, rah, you're really like embracing this whole team thing. And I was like, I literally went from having zero guy friends to like 60 all at the same time. Honestly, zero to a hundred so quickly. Like we didn't doubt you, but we were like, wow, you're still, you're still, you're still doing it. You're still, wow. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Oh, that, that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Then it got to second year and I was like, okay, I think it's here to stay. Now I just need to accept it. Like this is new. <laughs> but it's even funny. Cause I just remember visiting you in Ken, and it was kind of like what you were saying, random people just be like, oh, hi, Sammy, hi, Samira, hi, how you doing? I was like, are you a celebrity now? Like, have I missed something? Like, your status just elevated from being on that. Literally, team. big name on campus and all that, what are you saying, be not. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I was saying, that's what the streets were saying. That, uh -huh. That's what people were saying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually dead. I love that, though. My experience was so different, though, because, like, even though I signed up to literally every society in first year, I only actually went to one, and it was very cool and very fun, but it wasn't as, like... Because that kind of, like, changed your whole life, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but the first year I joined netball, so we, like, trained every week, we had matches every week, and I'm tall, so I was a goal defence, if you know, you know. And it was just such a fun way to, like, socialise and meet people. And it's kind of like what you're saying, like, if I hadn't joined societies I just don't know that I would have met half the people and I don't I wouldn't have made half the memories as well like so it did have a big impact but what was mad about netball was like there was always so much drama like people were fully playing dirty people were like putting each other's hair pushing each other on the court and I was just there like this is a friendly game of netball I'm just yeah. trying to it and you know what I mean like you hate to see it it's like girls no no you don't need this energy I did not realize netball was like that because in secondary school, they made us play net. I used to hate netball. Like I played basketball and we were allowed to be like rough and like grab the ball and all of that business. And whenever I did that in netball, they were like, Samira, this is not basketball. Like it was all polite, like one, two pivot. You got, you had girls out here like pulling each other's hair, raw. Because that's what you think. Like Different rules up north. Honestly, and people were so good at like being sly. That's what it was. Like they'd act like they were grabbing the ball and they'd grab your hair and they'd be like, whoopsies, my bad. Like, mm -mm, no, like who raised you it was so bad it was a whole mess 
But yeah, in second year, I joined the Dance Society, which was literally the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. So I was on the Intermediate Street Dance team and I had to audition, which was a stress. It was to some Rihanna song. And I'm not even going to lie, I killed it. I killed it. She would have been proud. And then I was so proud. And then I got on the team and just like met some of my best friends through it. Um, So it was so fun because we like trained every single week. And like in the first half of the year, we'd learn a routine. And then the second half of the year, we'd compete in other cities in the UK. We're fully doing like a little tour of Britain. It was well cute. Um, And it was just so fun because it wasn't just like the street team tour and like all the other dance teams like jazz, contemporary, ballet, like Bollywood, you name it. We were all just like hopping onto these massive coaches and like staying overnight at these other cities. It was so fun and it was also just like the loyalty and patriotism I felt for my uni like I have never felt anything like it like I have never cared about football I've never supported a football team a day in my life but like the dedication I felt for my uni is fully just how people are like with their football teams like people will be back in Arsenal after they lose three matches in a row that's what I was like (laughs) the accuracy the accuracy this is why I could never be an Arsenal fan no way I miss me with that you know what I'm saying? Taking L's every day and they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I still, I still back them. That was me. Like, it was, it was sick, man. Um, and then in third year, I was captain of the same team, which was so fun. Hey, what, what? Yes, come through, honey, Daniels. I'm a Richardson, what are you saying? I know, right? I was like, look at me go. It was so fun. And then it was sick because I had, like, control over, like, the songs and the kind of dance that it was going to be. And then I got to pick what competitions we were going to. And again, there was also just so much dance drama. Like one of the first competitions we went to um, in third year was in Cardiff. And so my team, which was the intermediate street team went, but the advanced street team didn't go for some reason. But anyway, we did our dance. We killed it. We watched it back. We were like, we're going to, if we don't come first, we'll come in second. Cause we killed it. Our outfits were on point. We were all color coordinated. We actually killed it. And then we got to the results and they read out third and it wasn't us. And they read out second and it wasn't us. We were like, okay, it's come. We've come first. We've only gone and done it. And then they read out some random other team name. And we were like, this is rude. And we were all just like, not even making eye contact with each other. Cause we were just so like shocked. But then it was mad because they got to the advanced street team category and they read third place and they read second place. And then they got to third place and they read out our team name. And I was like, hold up. They didn't even tell us, but they bumped us up to the advanced category and then we won. Like, okay, come through. I was, I was about to like riot. I was about to riot here. Like what? What? You got bumped up and you won that. Honestly, look at us go. Like that is bringing to my team. It was so sick. But oh my God, even at that competition, I just remembered there was this point where like another street team were doing their dance and I was watching it and I was like, this is low-key familiar like why do I kind of know what moves are coming up next and I stood up at the back of the hall and I just started doing their dance with them and I was like why the hell do I know your routine you're meant to come up with original choreography and it clicked to me at halfway through I was like oh my god they've fully stolen this whole routine from one of the most famous choreographers in LA and they've just claimed it as their own the audacity I was like who does that at a dance competition like know your audience who does that like really like if if it's like a little high school talent show maybe go ahead and steal it but at a dance competition where hella dancers and you're gonna copy the most famous dance squad in the world like what read the room anyway we got them disqualified because i was just like i'm not doing it i'm not putting up with that um but yeah no dance it was just it was 
the highlight of my whole uni experience. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't join that team. It was just the best. Yeah, I remember just being so, so proud of you for A, joining Darts the first time. And then when you were king captain, I was like, that's my girl. Like, you were literally just so perfect. I'd always see your, like, cute little outfits. And I'm like, damn, I wish I, wish I was on Darts. But how you felt about Darts is, like, exactly how I felt about, like, the Falcons. Um, but, yeah, I, I also, like, really love Darts. And I, I wish I had joined the Dance Society earlier. Like, I ended up joining it um, halfway through third year so again I didn't really have that same like bond with like all of the team because as you said like there's obviously loads of different like squads within dance like ballet street Bollywood Caribbean um so I didn't really get to like fully bond with anyone because I joined it like in my last year but we did have a show which was loads of fun but I I wish I had like gone to concert and stuff like that um you would have loved it I was on so many societies um I also did T24, which is the Kent Drama Society, um, because acting has always been my passion. I've been on the stage since, since day, since day. Um, you could obviously do it all year round because there was like six shows each term, but I just did like two plays a year because it's hella stressful, takes up loads of time, and I don't need to be around drama kids that often. No, um, <laughs> it's a lot of drama, literally. Wow. But, um, yeah, it, w- it was still so much fun and uh, nothing will be me being casted as Othello in Othello. Like that, that was, that was literally like me getting an Oscar. That it's literally been my childhood dream to play Othello. It's literally like one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. And when, when I heard it was coming up, everyone was even telling me like, Samira, you got audition, you got already. In fact, the director, she came up to me because she was, she was friends with, the girl who was directing the other play I was in, and she was like, "So I'm directing Othello. You're gonna come and audition, yeah?" Like wink, wink. You're gonna, you're gonna. Come like, she was like, "Wink, wink. You're gonna audition for this play I'm directing, Othello." And I was like, "Of course, like you know me and Shakespeare." But um, literally, that was like the highlight of my acting career, and like it was in a real theatre, and people paid actual money to come and see me perform twice, and it was a very stressful time, as I said in the last uni episode but it was absolutely bang my family was there and it, it was literally just the best i was so happy for you i don't think i've ever seen you that happy as the day when you got a fellow like you're just like what can't you do genuinely like bruh it's it's Othello. like when you think of literally a black actor the main the main character the name of the damn play i that was me fam i was like i've made it i've made it like that the made whole it. show was about you. Like everyone else was a side character in your story. Like how sick is that? Except for like I- Iago. Like even even the leaflet. My face was on the leaflet, and I was like, guys, it was only a t- like a tiny leaflet. But to me, it felt like having a billboard. I was like, that's my face. <laughs> no, you have to celebrate small win. That's not even a small win. That's a big win. Like that is like a bucket list type of thing to tick off. I was so proud. But yeah, I just wish I joined more societies. But it's one of those things where, like, there just wasn't time. I went to a couple of, like, ACS meetups, but it was kind of like what you were saying with dance. It was, like, at the point when, like, people had already made their friends, so people weren't going out of their way to kind of click with new people. Um, But yeah, I'm glad we had the experiences we did, though. I'm glad we actually did join them, because I even remember in first year I was going to join dance, but I psyched myself out of the audition, and I'm just so glad I went to it in second year. Mm. Yeah, I, 
I remember like, I think my brother always said that like one of his biggest regrets of like union was like not joining a society the whole time. And it, I think it was especially more painful like when he saw like how much I was doing like and how much my life, my uni life centered around my society. He was like, yeah, I probably should have done that. But um, yeah, that's exactly how I felt in that first term. And I was like, I can't be having this. And if anything, um, I wasn't too worried about it in first term because like I had a great bunch of friends and we were always going out. But then literally when I say at the end of first term in December, all of my friends got into relationships and then no one wanted to go out. They were like, yeah, my boyfriend's not really from here. I don't know how we'd feel about or yeah, just not ongoing out. And I was like, rah, literally all of them, when I say all, I'm not even really, like, all of them got boyfriends and, and like girlfriends and so everyone just stopped going out. So I was like, okay, now I definitely need a society. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic just filling that void. Yeah, and it's just nice to have another group of friends to go to as well, man. But yeah, societies were just such a big part of our uni life. But your uni housing situation could just really make or break your whole experience. And I really peaked in first year. So I was in halls, I was in a flat of eight, and we just all got on so well. Like we were so different, but we just all vibed. And we somehow became the party flat. We were always hosting pre's. Everyone from all the other buildings were coming to us. And that's how I met like half my friends as well. Um, and it was also just a really nice building. We had en suites and like a massive kitchen. And it was in the best location. It was in Fallowfield. And Honestly, did you even go to University of Manchester if you didn't live in Fallowfield? It's literally just like the hub of all student life. It was great. I remember all the times I was visiting you and whenever, whenever anyone brings up Manchester, I was like, oh yeah, my boyfriend went to Manchester. She used to live in Fallowfield. Like Fallowfield is like my buzzword. I'm like, that's how you know I've been there because I know about Fallowfield. Don't you worry. And I'm like, the font, the font, do you know the font? <laughs> you know, um, Archie's, um, Archie's. <laughs> But um, yeah, your I remember coming to visit you, and your flat was just like wild, and your housemates were just wild. But um, yeah. yeah, in first year I was the same. I had a really really nice flat uh, with an ensuite. I was expecting to be in like some dingy housing because I was like I got through clear, and like, everyone else has selected theirs. But I guess because it was kind of expensive, people were like yeah, not that one. But um, yeah, it had an ensuite, and there were six of us, so it wasn't too busy of a flat. So I literally can't complain, except for the kitchen the kitchen was like an actual mess and it's so annoying because our flat was like right on the corner of the building the view from our kitchen window was like the pavilion and the green and you could see like all the sports stuff so it was actually a really nice kitchen but it was just like disgusting like other people using your things dirty plates in the sink and then the covered in grime like oh, there is not much in this world that is worse than a university kitchen and I remember pretty much everyone else in my flat had already moved in when I arrived. And the first face I saw was my flatmate, Andrea. And like, when I say I met her, she was like, hi, I'm Andrea. And then she gave me a big hug and I was like, oh my goodness, you've made me feel so welcome already and I don't even know you. Oh, I remember meeting her. She was just the sweetest human being in the entire world. Like, she's just such a sweetheart. Yeah, absolutely love her. Absolutely love her. Um, and then, yeah, second, my house in second year was so lit. So we had this really cool house. It was um, like 15 minutes walk away from campus. Really decent rent, like such a beautiful house. Huge, came with like a TV, nice kitchen, island kitchen, everything. There was five of us girls, but it started off like a dream. And then by the end of the year, two of those girls had moved out. Oh, no, <laughs> Literally, Two weeks in, one of them moved out. She was like, 
yeah, it's just like really dirty and you guys don't clean up after yourselves. So she moved back onto campus when she was actually the day one because she always made a mess in the kitchen and would like leave food in the sink and that shit. Anyways, she moved out and then we got a replacement person from like the agent found a replacement person. So it was back to like five of us, but like four OGs. Um, and then, yeah, halfway through the year, another one moved out because she was just on her own drama BS and wow. we got into this diff and she felt like she had to move out and I was like, right, whatever. Nothing Basically what it was. <laughs> wow. I was about to spill because I, I don't I literally don't give two shits. Um, <laughs> She was just, she was just moving bare mad, but basically my, my birthday's in April, yeah, and I think she was directing a play or whatever, but she basically, I was having a party in, like, our house, of course, invited all my friends, and she didn't turn up for my birthday, like, she's in my housemate and my friend, and she just, didn't, she just didn't turn up, like, to her own house for my birthday, and just, like, didn't say anything, just missed it completely, and then the next day she walked in, and she was like, oh, the place looks nice and tidy, how was the party? No. I was like, we're not going to do Said that. pan, straight face, screw face. And I was like, let me not say too much because if I even start to open my mouth yet, yeah, the fire that will come out. And she was like, yeah, um, it's kind of hostile. I don't feel like she wants me around. I was like, I haven't said two words to you, but you know, if you want to move out, move out, innit? <laughs> like, if the shoe fits at the end of the day, like. <laughs> if the shoe fits, but anyway, so then it was just down to the three of us, myself, Grace and Molly, and we were like the three lit ones. And we were the party animals. Um, so yeah, it was, it was so, so cute. And I think because like we all like to go out a lot and I had the biggest room in the house. So, and like a huge mirror. So we'd always like get ready in my room, like do our makeup together, hair together, like choose outfits. It was just so sick. And like, we'd just have mad prees with our speakers. And it was just, it was just sick. It was just the three of us. Obviously our fourth roommate was like there, but like she might as well not have been there. I'm dead. You just like blotted her out. <laughs> but yeah we had a right old laugh in that house and it's just it's so hard to get like the housing situation right and just to be happy with every housemate so it's at least good that there were three of you that were just solid and that there were no problems with we love dramatic people (laughs) but yeah you were also like you were always just like going out and having the best time in second year and I fully couldn't relate my second year house was just a mess so there were eight of us and Obviously, there were eight people in my uni halls, but eight people in a house is so different because you're just on top of each other. Like, I played myself. And the really annoying thing about it was halfway through first year, we had to decide who we were living with. We had to sign for a house literally halfway through first year. And I was like, but I, I just got here. How am I meant to know who I want to live with? Um, and so there was me and one of my flatmates who we just clicked immediately. So we were like, we're going to live together. Um, but we were just friends with so many people in different groups that we were like, we didn't know how to pick and choose who to live with. So there was this option of us or for us to live with four people from our flat and then four people that we didn't really know, but had met a few times. And so we mm. went with that because we were like, you know, what's, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like we didn't know any of our housemates in first year before we moved in and it was fine. So we were like, it's probably, it's probably going to be calm. Boy, was I wrong. It was not calm. It was a mess. It was so bad. And the worst thing about it was like, they were all like six out of the eight of them were in relationships right which is fine but kind of like what you were saying like no one wanted to go out no one wanted to party but they also just didn't want to socialize they were all just in their rooms the whole time and the worst thing about it was their boyfriend's girlfriends just moved in and I was like I didn't sign a contract with 14 people (laughs) why are 14 people sharing two bathrooms in my kitchen like I'd walk downstairs into my kitchen and there'd be three guys in dressing gowns using my pots and pans eating my pasta and I was like this (laughs) what I signed up for 
<laughs> like, are you paying rent? Why are you eating my food? It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And it was so annoying because we'd moved to this area that was way past Fallowfield. So I, went, I wasn't even near my friend's houses. So I was just stuck there. Like everyone's cuddling with their partners. And I was just sat there in my room like, cool, what am I watching on Netflix today? <laughs> That sounds horrible. The moment you said eight people, that's a that's a certified note already. Like my rule is always five maximum. Yeah. You eight? I was even like, how do eight people fit in one fit in one house? Like I was actually baffled. Even when I came to your house, I was just like, where are all of these rooms at? Yeah, honestly, it was so bad because they and I didn't even find this out until we'd moved in. But they basically, I think it was like. A four bedroom house, but they just like put a wall in the middle of them to make it eight. They're well, like, quick maths, yes. times two. I was like, this is rude. Oh my god, there was a point where like one of the guys got bed bugs and then we had to like fumigate the whole house. And I was like, this is not, this is not the uni experience that I thought I was signing up to. Like, <laughs> oh, it was a mess. That sounds, that sounds horrible. Um, yeah, third third year, I lived with four boys, um, which was interesting. So I had originally organised to live with like one of my housemates from second year because we were both doing a year abroad. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. So we can just live together and got back. Anyways, she low-key snaked me and, you know, sorted out her house. And I was like, thanks for that. Cool, cool, cool. We're never going to forget that. That was rude. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you're really just going to leave me out here in the lurch. Um, but yeah, because I was back from my year abroad, actually it was whilst I was still in America, I had to like start messaging people to see like who was about, but obviously like I was in America. Um, so I messaged like one of the guys, my friend who was on the team and I knew he would be around next year. And I was just like, cool, we can live together. Um, and is it cool if like you find anyone else and just like, let me know. Um, so basically, yeah, he did all of like the legwork and like would send me pictures of like houses they were looking at or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was basically, yeah, so it was five of us in a house, two of them I didn't know, like, one was, like, friends with one of the other guys, it was four of us all from my team, but I didn't know one of them, because he had joined the year I was, so, yeah, it was basically, like, two people I knew from my team, two people I didn't, um, but yeah, I think what was good is, like, because four of us were on the team, like, we'd all go up to, like, training together, and, like, come home together, and, like, get games together, which, which was good, but like literally every it was such a shit house like it was the worst house possible it was five minutes away from uni but it was literally like shit in comparison to my really beautiful second year dream house with my friends where everything was lit everything in this house was broken and literally broken and we had such a shitty landlord who never wanted to fix anything i would call her up and she was like "Mm, it's not really my responsibility to fix that or "Mm, are you sure it wasn't like that are you sure it was like that before are you sure you didn't break it and all this stuff she she was just stingy as fuck um But mate, their one job is to fix all of those broken things. Like about, I don't know if that's my, that's literally what you're paying for. According, according to her, nah. So like we had a dodgy ass, loud ass washing machine. The fact that it was a washing machine dryer, I was like, that already sounds problematic because those two things are opposites. But you want to put them into one machine. Cool. What? <laughs> that doesn't even sound like a good idea. Yeah. So the house was, was cold. The washing machine would leak a lot. I remember her saying, like, you can't put the heating past this point. Like, it was, like, 
the economy, like the budget setting where she wouldn't have to pay too much because we got bills all included. She would like literally preset the heating and stuff. And I'm like, fam, it's winter. You're telling us not to put the heat. <laughs> she had no respect for you. I'm sorry. She <laughs> but um, yeah, so as I said, it was like me and yeah, four boys from the team and boys are just fucking messy. It was, it was just pitiful. Like I'm such a neat and tidy and clean person. And when I say it took the strength and sheer willpower of God to not lose it every single day at just like the mess, I'd see my pan and I'm like, I can't use that. Why have you left that out? This like, honestly, stress. Um, a lot of mess. Bar one, one of them was actually like pristine clean and I rate that about him. But the others was stressful. Um, but yeah, it, it was, we, we did manage to have such a joke's time. Like it was a random bunch of people, I would admit. And so much shit went down, pun intended. <laughs> but we had a blast. <laughs> I just remember you messaging us like, my house is a tip. What do I do with that? And I was like, you're on your own, girl. I don't know what you do with that. Like... Uh, and it's always the kitchens, it's always the kind of dirt you see in uni kitchens is just like... It's, and oh. the worst thing about it was like the kitchen and the living room were the same room, like it was lit, it was one room, so oh no. the, just the organisation and layout of, of the house is just crazy. But yeah, the kitchen and the living room was one room, so like if the kitchen was messy, the living room was messy, if the living room was messy, the kitchen is messy, and I was just like, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know how you did that, like, no, that's the stress. Mate, my third year house, I lived in a madhouse. Like, that's the only way to describe it. So in the middle of second year, one of my friends messaged me being like, um, we're really happy with our house. We're in a house of five. We're going to stay in the same house for third year. But one person's going to move out. So if you want to move in, that's all good. And I was like, you know what? I know two people in this house really well. I don't know the other two people, but like, it should be fine because the two that I do know are two of my closest friends. So like, I trust their judgment shouldn't have mm -hmm. because the other two girls oh, I don't even know how to describe the only way I can describe them is to say they would be the perfect cast members for Geordie Shaw like I didn't know people like this I mean I did but I didn't think I would be coming into contact with them like they tested me every single day there was this one day I came home from uni like this wasn't even like no one was drunk this wasn't even on a night out I just came home from uni bearing in mind there is a bathroom on this floor and it was free I walk into my kitchen and one of these girls was peeing in the kitchen sink I was like so huh I was what? like I actually is this real life I was like can you not do that and she's like it's fine I moved the dishes out of the sink <gasps> I'm like, I don't care if you've renovated the whole kitchen. I don't care if you've taken all the food into another room. I don't care. This is my house. That's not what we are going to do. Like, it was so, I just, yeah, that just summarizes it, mate. And the next day, the next day I went downstairs and she was like, um, so it's your turn to clean the kitchen? I was like, honey, honey. Quarantine that, quarantine, that is literally a health hazard. That, oh my goodness, that's, that's worse than, you know, toilets at Park Life. What? I was like, I'm not stepping foot into this kitchen until it's been bleached about seven times about it's my turn to clean the kitchen. But they were just wild. Like they would fully grab our plates from the cupboards and smash them on the floor for fun. When they're in a good mood, they were like, yeah, let's just, let's, let's, let's smash some plates. Like who does that? And oh my God, there were just, I've just opened up a can of worms here. There was, there was a time when I think the, the rest of us were out of the house, but these two girls who were best friends, um, they went on a night out and they brought these three guys back to our house. And um, they had an adult sleepover, if you know what I mean, but it was a group activity. 
<laughs> and the thing is, they didn't just stay in does one. It start, does it start with O and rhyme with Paul G? <laughs> How did you know? Yeah, yeah. But the best part of it, they didn't just stay in one room. They were happy to tell us that they moved around the whole house. Like, I would not even be surprised if they were in my room. So they were in the living room, they were in the kitchen, and I was like, this is not sanitary. Like, I was like, I'm going to attack someone in this house. It was so bad. Um, it- it, I feel like this story belongs on a show on like housemates from hell. You know, when you hear about these things that, as you said, like you see on Jordan Shore and you're just like, no one is actually, no one's actually like this. Like yeah. what, was, what yeah. me? I would have, nah, I can't. <laughs> Mate, it was so bad. Even one of them, she had a boyfriend who was, I think nearly 40. And I was like, firstly, I don't want a big man in my house. But secondly, she cheated on him every week with a different guy. And I was just like, honey, no one's forcing you to be in this relationship. Like, just end it and go live your best whole life. Leave the poor 40 year old man. You're gonna raise his heart pressure. Like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> it's just, yeah. A moment of silence for third year. Wait. I, I went through it. <laughs> so she had like a grown ass man. Yeah. Like and man, man. And she was out here living her best on the streets every week like again who's forcing you who is forcing you just go be single like leave the poor old man like let him be yeah they and they were awful because they'd also come up with like homophobic and racist and colorist jokes on and joke about things like pedophilia and i was like in what world is this funny and it was so confusing because when i first moved in the other two girls would never say anything when they joke about these things and i was like how can you sit here and just listen to this but whenever i tried to talk to them and be like you're wrong because a b c d e f g i just clocked really early on that they almost wanted to hold on to their ignorance but they didn't want to grow they didn't want to learn they liked being problematic and when i realized that i was like okay we're done here there's nothing i could do like who raised you white silence is violence Mm -hmm. honestly it got even got so bad like at the end of the first month i was like i need to move out i fully emailed my landlord and i was like so hypothetically if someone was gonna move out how would that go would they get their deposit back and he was like yeah no and i was like okay well that's that then because yeah i i remember you messaging us and i was just like surely like when you said peeing in the sink i was just like surely not like surely not and then you're like yeah smashing plates for fun and they've been having sex all over the house with like brand i was just like how and how is it that your two closest friends did not mention this about these girls because it's not as if they just picked up these character traits like oh i've been deciding to move in let's just be really bad human beings nah they snaked you with that one they did and they i was like why do you want to live with that and you know what should have been a red flag for me it was when my friend was like someone is moving out i should have clocked then that she was trying to get away she was legging it she was running for her life i should have realized she was daniel kalua and get out she's trying to get out and you got in i got in Yeah, so third year was fun. That was a great time for me. <laughs> that experience actually sounds like it belongs in a Jordan Peele movie, no word of a lie. No, genuinely, genuinely. I was like, this is not real life, but every day it just somehow got worse. Oh my gosh. Do you know what? Being the only black people in our university households is another layer to it that you wouldn't think, oh, it's another layer. 
and it makes a difference. It does. Because like, okay, simple things like doing and undoing your hair. When I'm taking my braids out, yeah, that's a two, three day long affair. You will not see me. You will not see me. And it was like, so obviously when they see me, like I had my braids in and then, I don't know, two days later, it's out and it's washed. And I remember my, I remember my housemate, um, who's like a white guy, he was like, oh, nice hair, Sammy. Did you cut your hair? And I was just like, no. I was like, thank you. Yeah. I'm like, I had to cut the braids in order to get my hair. So by technicality, maybe, but I'm like, I, I just took my braids out. I'm like, they don't, they don't know this. They don't know this. They can't tell the difference between natural hair and, you know, braids. I was just like, thank you. Yeah, Petra, I mean, it's just so frustrating because you're just like, you're not even kind of close. No, I just loosed out some braids. I felt this though, because in third year, in that madhouse, one of the girls that I was friends with, thank God, was black. So we could talk about braids, we could talk about our hair and just be real. And it was also like when the girls were saying sort of like racist, colorist things, we'd at least just like have that solidarity in those moments. Because like being the only one, it just, it tests you. Not me, boy. Obviously, like, you were living with absolute, like, mental housemates who were making those quote-unquote jokes, which they're not just downright offensive. Um, yeah, none of my housemates are like that or anything, but obviously, like, it is a bit different, like, when you just do have, like, a fellow black person to just, like, chat to about it. It was mainly just, like, yeah, when doing my hair, like, you, you would not see me at all. Or, like, when my hair was out, out, um, most of the time I have, like, really quick five-minute showers, but the only time I'd have a long shower would be, like, on wash day, which was Sunday, so... I guess they they kind of just got used to my routine of like, okay, at this time on a Sunday, like I'm going to be in the bathroom for, for 40 minutes because Cal used to wash her hair and all that kind of thing. But every time it was a new style, it's like, oh, new hair, who this? Oh, I like what you've done with your hair today. I was just like, mm. oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, I mean, they tried, but it's just, it's just so much easier when there's like a fellow black person to relate to. It's just so much easier. I did say one time in my second year household, uh, my friend Grace did help me take my braids out. And that was like such a new experience for me because like I've never had a white person touch my hair and she was like voluntarily like helping me. And I was just like, thank you. What a sweetheart. No, we love that. We love that. That is some nice character development from Grace. We like that. Oh my goodness, the fun bit, the nightlife, the antics. We cannot talk about uni without talking about the nightlife. I just feel like I need to take a shot before we talk about this. Where the fun begins. Honestly, I just feel like my mentality wasn't uni with a side of partying it was partying with the side of uni like I have no regrets I was out every night I was that person that said yes to every motive and the thing with Manchester is it's such a party city too like there were several motives every single night of the week like I definitely went out more than I went to uni but like if there are good nights out what am I meant to do say no what am I meant to do exactly exactly and it was the exact same with ken which was unexpected because i remember like when i found out i was going i was like i have to look up everything about ken and i was like oh it's like england's oldest city there's probably gonna be loads of old people it's like really ancient nah ken goes hard every night was a night out there were cuban mondays ruby tuesdays ben's days cuban thursdays nxt friday which is when they played their r&b hip-hop grind so you know i was there every single week i should have been given like a special membership because i did not miss an nxt not one and then on saturday you can either go to soap or club chemistry but 
every single night there was an event and boy do i have some stories i'm so ready where, where to start okay the first the first time i went out with the falcons it was literally maybe a week after i joined the team so yeah i'd never been out with them before and i got invited to pre's so yeah i took like a little bottle of vodka like one of those 70 70 milliliters vodka and what i didn't know about these team this this team yet and it was just the whole we like to drink with Sammy. The whole downing thing was new to me. I wanted to sip my vodka and mixer slowly throughout. And it was just like a downing thing. So I got wasted at pre Like I did not plan on finishing this bottle of vodka. I was like, oh, I have half. I'll drop it at my flat. No, the whole thing was gone. And the thing with this team, yeah, the thing with the Falcons, which I had to learn from experience, is the moment you get into the club, everyone disperses and goes their own way. This one's looking for gal this one's over that disappeared dispersed so i was in the club by myself could not find a single teammate and i was all wasted and i don't know what happened i, I think i went to the bathroom to like go and be sick or something and i don't know if i just like blacked out passed out something but anyways um i think campus security ended up taking me home and i just woke up in my bed like in my jeans the next day because i literally never go to never go to bed in like clothes i always have to wear pjs woke up in my jeans and i was like what is going on here and then campus security called me on the phone and they were like hi you okay and i was like yeah why wouldn't i be and they were like you were a bit uh had a bit of a messy night yesterday and we had to we had to bring you home so just checking your and it's such a great thing that they check on you because you know i could have choked on my own sick or something but i was like yeah yeah i'm fine and i was like cool never drink that much around the guys and screw them all for leaving me the moment we got into the club like no they all just disperse once you enter the club like bye you're on your own <laughs> enjoy literally that is the mentality of the team which i freaking hate i'm like you'll have the most fun at priest together as a team the second you get to the club everyone's like cool let's go my own i'm always looking always looking for someone else and i'm like bro all your friends are here who are you looking for <laughs> <laughs> oh mate just the image, the image of just security like campus security escorting you home like i don't know why i find that so funny just like i don't i don't know bruh i i really don't remember but they got me home safe nice and tucked in oh and another time i think it was the summer of that year so like yeah the summer of first year um my friend martin who i mentioned before because he's in the year above me he had his like house over the summer um so at one point i just like went came back to Kent to just like hang out with him and we ended up going out and I remember we were out in Cuban and my man just kept buying me drinks it was fun to start off with and I was like no I'm, I'm actually really good now and every time I turned around Martin was there with like a vodka mixer tequila shots and I was like Martin this really isn't gonna end well for me and I just kept providing drinks and I was like please stop giving me drinks <laughs> anyways time to go home now I think I was sick in the cab I can't remember at this point but I was staying in like one of the spare rooms downstairs and um, he tucked me into bed and I was literally like half asleep, passed out kind of thing, lying there. And he was about to leave the room and I was like, Martin, can you take my shoes off, please? Because what kind of savage sleeps in their shoes? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, sure thing, takes my shoes off. And he was about to walk out and I was like, and my socks too. <laughs> oh my God. You're the cutest thing in the entire world. <laughs> oh, I can't sleep in like my socks. Like, I need... I need comfort levels and it's just so mad like he, him and his girlfriend she told me that the next morning they were like yeah you asked me to take your shoes and socks and I was like I did I'm dead you're like I'm smashed but my feet need to breathe so Martin <laughs> could you help a girl out 
<laughs> no, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Mate, I was the same. I partied so hard. You know how? You know how the sea calls Moana? The nightclubs called me like every other night. <laughs> Like Doneo's party hard was written about me. Oh my gosh, see the lights in the club and it's there and it calls me. <laughs> no one knows how I'll get home. <laughs> Mate, buzz, buzz. Is it the ambulance, my friends, or campus security? <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, I think we could drop a mixtape, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what Moana 2 is going to be about? Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> going to be starring in it. Oh, I'm actually dead. But mate, no, it was so bad. Like, I lost my possessions so much. It just became a running joke. Like, I never came home with my keys or my phone or my cards. Like, there was always something missing. Like, I was blacking out every week. Like, there were so many times I went to uni drunk as well. I was like, why did you think this was a good idea? Like... Mate, there was this one time in third year, I think. Yeah, and I had this dissertation meeting with my lecturer. And I don't know why I went so hard the night before, but I rolled in. I was still so drunk, like I smelt of vodka. It was not cute. I'd thrown up as well, so there was definitely vomit around my face hair area. <laughs> and I just sat down and she went, so in the last two weeks, what have you come up with for your dissertation? And I was like, um, so you know how there are three sections? What if I put section three above section one? And she was like, it took you two weeks to read all your paragraph. And I was like, mate, I'm just trying not to throw up right now. Like, it was so bad. It was actually so bad. And oh my God, there was this one time, I shouldn't even tell this story because it's just not, it's not even cute. But anyway, I went on this night out and I drank a bit too much because that's what I do. It's me. And I blacked out because again, that's what I do. It's me. And I, um, I woke up in my- After every story. Literally though, like that is how they all begin. And I woke up the next day in my flatmate's room and she explained that, you know, I'd lost my keys because again, it's me, that's what I do. And I was like, okay, it's fine. This is a standard night out. You blacked out, it's fine. Your friends took you home, you're all good. And I just went through my camera roll and I saw two pictures and I was like, what? I don't remember how, what? And I zoomed in and it was me. The first one was me in an ambulance and the second one was me in a hospital bed. And I was like, but this says they were taken last night. And I went to my flatmate and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You passed out. We called an ambulance. They took you to hospital. They pumped your stomach. And then we got a cab home. And because you didn't have your keys, you fell asleep in my bed. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> just, she just skimmed over like a story. Like that's a whole four hours unaccountable. And she was just like, yeah, ambulance, stomach pump, home. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I was fully touring Manchester at night, unconscious, and I didn't even know. And do you know what it is? When you black out, your friends are just so keen to fill you in on what you did. And I'm like, listen, if my own brain doesn't think I need the memory, don't remind me. Sometimes, sometimes it's bliss. Oh my gosh, do you think that's what a blackout is? Is like your brain being like, you don't need to remember this. Yeah, it's you don't want to remember this. It's like, we've got you. You don't need to see yourself like that. But yeah, mate, uni was just, again, just a blur. Just a big old blur. I just remember getting messages from you in our group chat and you're like, went out yesterday, blacked out. Went out yesterday, lost my phone and my keys and my cards in a club. Went out yesterday, black, and I was just like, Ivy. I was like, <laughs> Ivy, pull yourself together. I know, it was so bad. Like, I'd come in from a night out and my housemates would be like, still got your keys? Still got your phone? 
And I'd be like, you know what? Joke's on you because I don't. I lost them both. <laughs> I want my keys. I want my phone. I want my keys. You should have that as your ringtone, or you should have had that as your ringtone. I, re- I know, I missed opportunity there. Oh my goodness. The biggest of all antics was tour. And I, I remember blacking out and losing all like my belongings the day before tour so um it was the end of it was the end of term in april and as a team at the end of term we always have this um event called like fjc where you basically do like 100 shots in 100 minutes um with like really dead cheap disgustingly tasting cider um and i just things get wild around like the 40 to 50 minute shot mark like things get wild i remember that night some Italian guy was like down in olive oil because he was like, I'm Italian, this is like down in olive oil, packets of oats and cereal just getting dashed across this room, like it just descended into chaos. Um, Did you say 40 to 50 shots? Yeah. Huh? Like the halfway, around the halfway mark. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that same day, because we were going on tour in like Spain on the Saturday, I'd literally just been in town, got loads of money changed, like had everything ready and then that night I must have like blacked out and I lost my my wallet and then I woke up in my bed and I was like what the f- like how did I did I get home and I was looking around and I was like don't have my wallet mad um I checked my phone and some guy like sent me a message request on Facebook like hi Samira um I found your your purse like on campus yesterday um just like sent me and I was like oh my goodness I'm about to get on a coach in about two hours but luckily like this this stranger who found my stuff um li- only lived around the corner so I actually like, into a shower I woke up with like such random like scratches and bruises I was like how in the world did that happen but anyway went around his picked up my thing and I was like cool grabbed my stuff and she got on that coach and I was like this this is messy you're a messy bitch <laughs> because that was all of my tour money that I could have lost that's how you started tour. Like, you weren't even in Spain. You weren't even, like, mate. That was the beginning of tour. <laughs> that was the tour. That was the, the start of tour. And then it was literally, like, cool. Now I've got a 220-hour, excuse me, um, ride, like, coach ride. I was just super, super lucky because I never got hungover, like, once. Like, even if I had the messy night, I would wake up in the morning as fresh as a daisy. What? Um, that lasted all up until like right till the very end of third year like so nights out I was waking up like fine I was just like oh cool um but tour 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 is great it's supposed to be a fun trip where you know you go on holiday with your team or society play a bit of sports in reality it's a right passage for drinking fancy dress and just obliterating your way through a small Spanish town um which (laughs) which is great (laughs) Didn't you have to do something where you had like bottles of wine attached to your hand or something? Oh my goodness, yeah, Amy Winehands. So if you're like, the, if it's your first time on tour, you're called like a tour fresher or a tour rookie. And so it's basically like the olders just like literally tell you what to do or like you have silly little activities and things that you have to do. Um, and yeah, on one night, I think it was our tight bright and shite night where we literally just had to dress up in, in like colorful stuff but yeah amy winehands basically had to get two bottles of wine and it was like sell it like duct tape to your hands and you couldn't go or do anything until you'd finish the bottle of wine so you'd finish one and then they would like take it off and then yeah so if you wanted to go to the toilet like you you just couldn't you just couldn't do any of that um and i was just like i don't drink wine like of all of all the alcohol, I hate wine. So the fact that I had two cellar in my hands, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And I was what like, you could die. 
I was like, yeah, why do you want me to start? Also, I, I played my girl card, my woman card. I was like, listen, if I need to go to the toilet, I'm, I'm a freaking go. But um, yeah, so it was like obviously a really, really long freeze, but two guys finished before me and then I was the third one to finish. What most people don't know is, actually, I think someone whispered like, just do the first one by yourself. And then, you know, like, if you want to get rid of the second one, I'll say I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I finished the first one and then the set, I was like I literally can't do this like I hate wine it's, I just don't have the stomach for it I was like yeah can I go to the toilet obviously no one's gonna follow me to the toilet I went upstairs to like the girls room like women's lacrosse and I was like girls I need help finishing this bottle of wine and they were like we'll help you and it was still attached to my hand yet and everyone was just like down in this wine but it was just hilarious oh my god I just remember you, there was a picture you sent to the group chat of like you with wine attached to your hand and I was like mate this is wild this is actually wild but mate the crazy thing about tour was that so I think we went in second was it second year yeah yeah it's been a second year and you go with your sports team so I went with dance and you went with American football but the mad thing about it was there are so many weeks in the year that you can go and there are so many different places that you can go on tour and we just happened to go on the exact same week to the exact same place which was wild and we just kept running into each other and being on the same night out we were even like at the same pool party and I just loved that because tour was amazing but it was just extra special having you there yeah because I already knew I was going on tour from like beforehand because obviously I joined the team in my first year but it was already like way too late for me to get on tour because they organized it months in advance so I was like cool next one I'm definitely going and yeah so I was booked on from the start and then you told me like oh my like dance is doing tour as well and I was like what company what date and the moment you said the date I was like oh my goodness Ivy what if we're there at the same time obviously there are hundreds of unis who go and it's like over four weeks and the fact that we got the same one I was so gassed and you literally arrived like maybe two hours after I did and I was like oh my goodness I met her honestly um, what were the odds like things aligned for us to be there together do you know what was really funny that one time at the beach so I was with um the guys who I was sharing a room with and we were like cool we're gonna spend the day at the beach like take the football to the beach and you know get get some drinks so we went to like this corner store bought some alcohol and stuff and we were decanting it in a little bottle like in this side alley and this old Spanish woman just walked past and she like muttered something under her breath in Spanish and just like started shaking her head and we could just tell she was disappointed like oh these bloody Brits <laughs> but anyways we, we got back to the beach and then you messaged me saying you're on the beach and I was like oh guys I'm just gonna go speak to a friend for 10 minutes 10 minutes turned into like an hour and a half and I went back and I was like where's all the alcohol and they were like fam you left <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was sick though. But mate, I just don't think I was mentally prepared for tour, especially because the way they sold it to us was like, it's going to be a week in Spain. There are going to be loads of dance classes with like the best choreographers. We're going to have a dance competition. And then we're also going to go out as well. And I was like, okay, this is great. We've got like a schedule. We've got a routine. Did I go to a single dance class? No, I did not. Like there was not a single moment when we were basically sober, even from the get go. Cause like you were saying, our journey was 24 hours and it was basically coach, very coach. And from the yeah. second we got on that first coach, we were just downing, downing bottles of alcohol. It was mad. So when we arrived in Spain, I was already done. Like I was so hungover and we had just started our trip. It was crazy. No, you, you got, you did it badly. So it was, it's like that 20 hours, like you don't drink, you don't drink at all for us. It's like nothing. It's all about like food, snacks, playing music, loads of water, but like literally no alcohol. And then the moment we got in, it was like, Everyone dropped their stuff off in their room. Got to get to the pool. We're drinking straight away. And when I say, because, as I said, like, if you were a fresher or, like, yeah, a tall rookie, um, 
the moment you got there, the older the seniors like made everyone get a bottle of sangria and you had to like down a bottle of sangria. And I remember this other guy who was a tall fresher, like <laughs> he was probably two seconds into chugging and it was like the gag reflex just clicked and like he was chugging for two seconds and then two seconds later he was like chundering right by the pool. We had been in the building less than five minutes and he was already chundering sangria by the pool. <laughs> Like, if that doesn't summarise tour, I just don't know what does. That's mad. And I think because we were in Spain, all anyone was drinking was sangria. Like, I still can't drink sangria to this day. Like, the thought of it makes me feel so sick. Nah, it was bad. But you're right, though. We sh- I don't know why we drank on the way. And even on the ferry, which were already, like, being moved about, we were already drunk. And then they were giving us these challenges, like, okay, go and get with this stranger. Go and change your clothes with some random guy you find on the ferry. And I was like, come on, just in Spain peacefully like leave me be that's that's too much energy fam tour hasn't even started save that save that for later like oh tour is just is just hilarious like never get the half the food was absolutely like crap like absolute shit I didn't eat it half the time um people rarely sleep in their own rooms oh my goodness shout out the one euro shop bar literally shots for one year and they came in like different flavors like after eight and it was chocolate and mint and all of, like that's that's where i prayed most of my priests were spent in that one year of shop bar but um uh, it was just fantastic do you know what their catchphrase was it was like what goes on tour stays on tour <laughs> anyways i i have no regrets there are some things i would rather forget and you know people don't need to keep mentioning certain things but it was a wild fun time it really was. But, and you know what as well? I think moving back to London has made me appreciate like uni nightlife so much more because I fully clocked that my favourite part of the night out is when you're like getting ready with your friends, you're coordinating your outfits, you're like, what makeup are you going to wear? Okay, I'll do a gold eyeshadow look too. And then you're pre. <gasps> like, that's the best bit. You got your tunes and then more people join your pre's and you go out together, you come home together. Like, that is the highlight of the night for me. Like, it's not the same when you're at home with one side of preen on your ones and your mum's in the next room. Like, it's just not the same energy. It's not like, oh my goodness, the accuracy of this. Like, when I say in my second, in my second year, when it was like us three girls, we would literally get ready, like, oh, should I wear this skirt or this skirt? Like, oh, what kind, what kind of eyeshadow? Like, literally everything you said. And my other two housemates, actually Grace already had like really long eyelashes, but Molly was always really good at doing them. And I was terrible at doing eyelashes. So I'd, I'd do my whole makeup and then I'd be like, can you do my eyelashes for me, please? And that was that was just our routine. It was her doing my eyelashes, us preying. And it's just not the same. It's just no. not the same. No. In fact, even when we try preying, someone's always late. Someone's always late. I can't trust you guys when it comes to preys. I'm sorry. It takes a while to look good. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not the same. Do you know what? Oh my goodness, I, I literally almost forgot. My year abroad. Oh my god, yeah. People, yeah. <laughs> people always say, like, people who go on year abroad only ever talk about their year abroad. It's like, find a way to drop it in every other sentence, which I can't lie, that was the truth. I was like, when I was in America, I did. <laughs> Do you know the funny thing about America? Like, when I was at WVU, it was just, it was just such a flex. Like, you know, is this how people feel when they have like white privilege? Like, oh, I, I went on my year abroad. <laughs> oh, you went there. Oh my god. Okay. Listen, we still have to stay relevant. We still have to stay on topic. We still have to stay current. <laughs> it's true. This is very on brand for us. I'm here for it. Was it different? Oh. Yeah. Was like studying there different to studying at Kent? 
Yeah, it was. So before I even knew what course I wanted to like do, like when I was on UCAS, I was like, it has to have a year abroad. Like that's that's the one thing I care about. Um, but yeah, so I went to WVU, West Virginia, that good old song, country yeah, road. Yeah. Hate me. Absolute banger. Um, I went to the WVU. But yeah, the, the work rate was completely different. Like, at least at Kent, I knew I had four courses each term and I knew I had like one assignment due halfway through term, one at the end. Boom. I can plan. I know I've got an essay. In America, it was just a free-for-all. There'd be pop quizzes, book reviews, essays from everyone at any given time. And it's, it's not like this professor was chatting to that professor like, oh yeah, we should try and balance out. No, people were just set and work like it was nothing. So I was constantly working. I was like, do we have to do a book review every single week? Like it takes me a while to read books. But for one guy, it was literally every week, book, book review, book, book review. And I was like, gee. So what I would literally do is I would read the intro, <laughs> the conclusion. <laughs> And just sum up what happened. <laughs> no, that energy. That's how you get through a degree. Like, it was time to read the whole thing. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. It was mad though, because I'd message you and I'd be like, what are you doing? And you'd be like, writing an essay. And I'd be like, cool, now your essay's finished. What are you doing? Book review. Cool, now your book review's done. What are you doing? I've got a quiz tomorrow. I'd be like, please chill. That was, that was literally my life. And I was like, where, where is the fun I'm supposed to be having? And... Uh, do you know what was so annoying is that, yeah, so there were always like presentations and work coming at every single angles, but the group of people from Kent, we had to take like junior and senior level classes. So basically like third year, third and fourth year level classes in order to like get our credits and pass. All the others who were like coming from other universities across like the UK, they, all, they could do anything they wanted. So they were out here taking like one English 101 and astrology stuff that doesn't even relate to their actual courses. They were doing freshmen, they were even doing like football. Nah. Football club counted as a course. I was out here struggling doing essays and deadlines, and these that were like rolling out of bed an hour into their class, like pulling up to cosmetology, astrology, and just like, yeah, I'm just a free pass. No, that's actually mocking it. Like you were working hard and they were just kicking a ball about in the sun. That's so rude. It's actually an injustice, an injustice. It is. I felt for you. I actually really felt for you. So we were talking about housing. In America, like, you always see it on TVs and in movies, like, roommates and all that business, but it's actually real. For some reason, I just wasn't expecting it to be, like, but it, it's legit, like, you have a roommate. And so, yeah, it was a bit weird because you're literally moving in with a stranger. Um, and and again, the, like, other, like, that's mad. Like, they're in the same room as you all the time. No, that's Yeah, crazy. like, fam, my room where I change and get dressed and undressed in my space, and it's like, here's a stranger. But um, with other people, I guess they had not even met, but they knew who their roommate was before and, like, message and talk about who's bringing what and how to decorate it. But I couldn't find my roommate. What was cool is that there was, like, this online form you had to fill. It was, like... Do you wake up late? Do you wake up late? Do you study in your room? Do you, so to try like basically match, match, match you with oh, a good roommate. Um, with. That's cool. But what was mad is I couldn't find her and she couldn't find me because she, she goes by like CJ with like her initials and I obviously go by like Samira instead of like my government passport name, which you guys don't need to know. But anyways, we both just couldn't find each other. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to pull up and a stranger's going to walk in and this is who I'm sharing my life with for the next year. But uh, luckily we, we got on like really well. Like we were quite really similar, but 
that roommate thing can go either way. Either that person's going to be your best friend who you spent all the time with, or you're going to hate them. And I, we were on an all-girls floor, and literally the two girls next door hated each other. They were always arguing and fighting. People would move out and, like, literally move across the hall or want, like, absolute chaos. Like, you're fully sharing your space with a stranger deep that. No, it could never be me. And it's hard enough when you're like in a house with people and you have your separate space. Like that's hard enough. But having someone literally in your face 24-7, I don't know how you did that. It could literally never be me. But at the same time, you got on really well, didn't you? Yeah, we were actually like pretty similar in terms of like when we woke up, how we studied. So yeah, we were pretty similar. So it was it was fine. It was really good. Um, you know what, well, there were just so many points when you'd message us and you'd be like going out and you'd be sending us your looks for your outfits and you'd be telling us about your nightlife and I was like fam can I come bring me I really I really wish that like you guys were there because when I said my makeup game just like took a notch up those American brands and products I just le- had to level up a little bit I had to level up a little bit but go- going out was cheap as fuck like Clubs would be free for girls. No entry. Female reparations. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) So while the guys are out here paying like $5 entry, girls getting free. I freaking love that. That is what I miss. That is what I miss. I love Um, so much. But yeah, literally, little drinks, little drink mixers, 25 cents. 25 cents for drinks. That's like 20p. That's and then you could also you could also get like a bucket like a small bucket of cocktails for three dollars and it'd be like pina colada like rum like it was cheap i i i would go out with a five dollar bill and come home with change no <laughs> that is unheard of imagine trying to do that in london no that's <laughs> just, just go, where's the, what's a fiver gonna get you a fiver yeah, wouldn't even get you like a mixer <laughs> wouldn't even get you a, a glass of coke you could just get on the tube and go home and that would be your fiver gone but there was also there was this drink called a four loco and it's it's almost like an enlarged can of monster it was an energy drink but had like 12 percent alcohol so this thing was deadly but it only cost three dollars so like us lot that's that's what we would buy us up from london like we'd never had these before they came in different flavors that shit is toxic as fuck like one can is enough Mm-hmm. I remember um, when two, two of my teammates, two of my Falcons, um, they were in America at the time, like in September, because obviously the school year starts in August there. So they were both like in America at the same time. So like came to visit me at WV and I like, to come out and they had a full loco and it was just like blackout kind of alcohol is <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> but what I loved about the clubs and stuff, the free pouring, there's none of this in the UK where it's like little measured 25 milliliter that's you might as well just put a drop like what free pouring is life we love free pouring it's true in america they don't care like honestly not all heroes wear capes and you just you just you just tip her an extra dollar yeah (laughs) your 25 cent drink (laughs) oh my god you know i just remembered i don't even remember the details of it but there was just one story where you ended up where you woke up in a sorority and i just need you to tell the people what happened I wasn't going to tell that story. Hi, it's such a long story. I can't remember. I'm giving you guys like the basic version. Basically, a new club opened up in town called um, Blaze or Blase, if you know you're trying to be bougie. But <laughs> they, because it was new and they were trying to make money, you know, like build some kind of report. So they did that by like serving alcohol to minors. Because obviously in the States, you can't drink <laughs> under 2021. 20, 
um but they would just they would just forget that they would just forget the law and you know just serve you alcohol anyways and that was how they were trying to like build their rapport but their their vodka was definitely like nail polish it was definitely bootleg because that did not taste correct um I don't know how because the thing is I wasn't even praying or drinking that night and then someone had me a drink things got messy <laughs> don't really remember much of that my friends disappeared and I was like where are they but it's my other group of friends and then yeah I don't really remember much from that but then yeah I literally woke up in a sorority and I was like looking around like hmm, where is this how did I get here what happened why did my friends leave me like so many questions were going through my head I was like where's my phone where is my passport because they don't accept driver's license out there because you know, it could be fake. So we had to take our part. I was like, where is my stuff? I was so confused. And then literally this girl comes down the stairs with her mum. And I'm just sat there and she's like, hello. And I'm like, hello. They didn't even know I was on the sofa just to sleep. And they were like, have you, have you been here the whole time? Like, who do you know? And I was like, I have no idea where I am. <laughs> you know, how I got here. <laughs> oh, basically, yeah. Her mum ended up driving me home and then... I found out later on that like my friend, one of my friends like had my stuff. But basically what had happened at some point is, yeah, I had got too drunk. The group of friends I with had left, the second group of friends I, I met didn't live where I lived. So then passed me on to another friend whose house I was going to stay at downtown. At some point when, I don't know, we were running from the cops or something. I literally can't remember what we were doing. At some point I realised I don't have my my bag like my purse with all my stuff in and so she must have like sat me down in the mountain there like canvas student union was like cool I'm gonna quickly run back and like see if I can find it I don't know what happened at that point I probably fell asleep knowing me <laughs> and some sorority girl just like came along picked me up took me back I I could not tell you I could not tell you like these kind of nights is when I wish I I was wearing like a body cam or, you know um, a GoPro or something because yeah. it was so wild to look back at what actually happened honestly because it's so handy when like you don't have the memory because you don't want to see yourself like that but when the night ends like that and you wake up in some random place you're just like please i need a sign i need someone to tell me what happened how did i get from a to b yeah and so it literally got to the point where i was asking the different people i was with i was like when did you last see me what happened the last time and i was like oh i thought we were here and he was like no we were there like we went to go get pizza because you were too drunk, so we tried feeding you. And I was like, huh, so how did I get from here? <laughs> Anyways, long story short, yeah, I found, someone found my stuff. I got all of my stuff back, like, my passport. But what's weird is, like, when I got, I wasn't even worried. Like, I didn't have my bus pass, my passport, my friend's passport, who I was like, I didn't have any of that on me. But for some reason, I wasn't worried at all. I was just like, it's going to come back to me. Like, this has happened to me plenty of times. Like, I'm not worried. <laughs> like, it is what it is at this point. So I'm not going to sweat it. I'll get it back. <laughs> Never again, though. Those messy nights are behind i didn't even think i was that bad and then i hear myself tell stories like that and i was like shit then honestly like we were lucky we are lucky that we were safe and that we had friends that looked after us and that there was a sorority that just housed you for the night because bro happen man i couldn't even figure out like who it was or i can't even remember the name of the sorority because obviously greek lettering and all that i literally woke up and i was like half dizzy and i just see some greek lettering and i was like where the fuck am i um but yeah if you were in that sorority and you know you remember picking up a little british black girl thank you <laughs> i'm dead a little shout out i'm here for that and were you on any like teams there or like society? No. oh i actually i did end up joining the weightlifting society um like right towards the end but with america because like these are big schools and the sporting thing is like huge it's basically 
pre-professional level. So it's not like, oh, let me just go join the American football team there because no, no, no. American football is like the sport over there. Like these people are about to go to the NFL. So now you can't just pull up with your little British shelf. Like I played back, back in, no, nah, it wasn't that. Um, but it was definitely cool. Cause like the stadiums there are literally huge, like can seat 40,000 people on a campus stadium, like deep that. Mm-hmm. And these the athletes they're students but they literally get treated like they are celebs like you'll see them donning like full nike tracksuit bottoms with their name and their sport and the number and all that business but it was so great being able to go to the games like fully support you know the the students and the school and the university and like the team and everything um and that was all that was all free so like going to all those like football games for free basketball games soccer i have to say soccer because i'm specifically talking about it in the american context so don't at me <laughs> i used to hate that when i was over there i was like oh yeah i'm going to a football match and they were like you mean soccer Ew, like, no the british sport it's actually called football and yours is american football and they're like dude it's soccer and i'm like shut up <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's just not cute. But um, yeah, the games are definitely like such a huge highlight. And then it was really cool when I saw, so the quarterback of our team whilst I was there now plays in the NFL. And I was like, I, I, I knew him way back when from student, like we went to the same college and all that, like basically no well we're <laughs> Like I inspired him to be where he is today. Like if he didn't meet me, he wouldn't be there right now. <laughs> yeah literally but it it was so cool and where like west virginia the state doesn't have doesn't have its own like nba team or nfl team everyone in the whole state will come to the college games and like support it as if it was like a professional team which is super cool that's so cool actually that's so interesting yeah so american i love that so american it was great oh my goodness the tailgating parties were the best so fam like What's great is like before before the actual game kicks off, people will tell you it's like in the huge car park outside the stadium, people will turn up in their RVs, huge vans, like even the day before and like set up barbecues, kegs, drinking, playing cornhole, loads of games. And it's like a huge party in the car park before the game. And it's so lit, like so much fun. And then obviously like before the game's about to start, everyone goes into the stadium together. But like uh, the atmosphere at a tailgate is just sick. Like just anyone will be like offering you burgers and like free alcohol and all this business. It was sick. No, that's how you do pre's. Like America figured that out. That sounds so fun. Yeah. So we just have to talk about money because I blame uni for my current financial situation. Like I was doing so good with money until I went to uni and got an overdraft and it was just downhill from there. I'd, I'd heard overdraft, like the buzzword. It was just a word I associated with university, but I was like, what, what is an overdraft? And I was like, why are they giving me money? I do not have. Why, why am I moving like a baller? And now I have to pay it back. Like overdrafts are a dangerous business. They're like, here, here's 1,500 of extra money just in case. And then when they like increased it, I'm like, oh, this is dangerous. At least with a debit card, like if the money's not in my account, I can't spend it. But overdraft, they're like, no, it's, you go into minus 1,500. It's a dark place. It's so bad and every day became just treat yourself. We were actually robbed though because they make it sound so appealing. At the beginning, it's like, here's two grand, enjoy, treat yourself. And in my head, I was just like, you know what? This money is there to be spent. So I'm gonna do just that. <laughs> like that's its one purpose in life. So I'm gonna go spend it. And it's so annoying as well because I feel like everyone at uni 
is just poor. Like, obviously, there are people who have their trust funds and people who live off mommy and daddy, but like, generally, of course, of course, of course, standard. <laughs> but like, most people are broke, so you just kind of lean into that and you're just like, you know what? Yeah, let me treat myself to something that makes my overdraft go up to minus 1,500. Why the hell not? Like, I was that person that I, even when I was broke, I would just go online shopping and just put you know, all your favorite things into like, save for later. Like, yeah, I'll buy these at a later date. Oh, wish list. <laughs> and then my loan would drop and I'd be like, you know what? I waited two weeks for this. I'm gonna treat myself and I'll be broke again the same week. Oh my gosh. You are literally the biggest culprit of online shopping. <laughs> You'll be saying you don't have money at one point and then you're like, cool, I just ordered this thing. And I was like, but how? <laughs> Do you know what though? It's retail therapy. I'm looking after my mental health. Like I would be sad because I was broke. So I think, you know what? Let me cheer myself up and spend some <laughs> So I was I was actually really good with money um until I got to the end of my year abroad. So the term ended on May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. Um, and I had thirty. Absolutely childish. 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 I can't cope. Um, but yeah, so that was when term ended. So that's when most people like left and came back to the UK. But there was like a thirty day extension period like on my visa, and I was like. I have to abuse this. So me and two other guys decided to like do a road trip around the States and we just went to Bear City. So we stayed in obviously West Virginia. It's like an hour away from Pittsburgh. So we literally put all of our stuff in like one of those storage units, picked up a car, drove to Toronto, like through New York and like saw Niagara Falls on this side, saw Niagara Falls on the other side. Spent a couple of days in like Toronto, then like came back, flew to LA, did the whole like West Coast up and down to so, like LA, all the way up to Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, all the places like we were hitting up everywhere. We were so poor, but like I had not touched my overdraft until that point where I was like, I'm literally poor at this point, but like I'm in America. So I have, I have to do this. I have to make use of, like, when else am I going to be given, like, a free pass to be here and do all... So it was, we were staying at motels, like, $20, like, $20 a night motels with the four of us, like, proper, the bare minimum, like, the things you see in movies, like, where you literally park the car outside of your, outside of your motel doorway and there's, like, a little pool that no one swims in. <laughs> <laughs> and we were literally eating, like... Going to pancake houses and Denny's and like McDonald's one dollar menu because we were that poor, but that is where my overdraft went to. You know what though? I feel like that's the best way to spend your overdraft. Like you had no choice. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, do you regret it? Hell no. Exactly. Like that's what it's there for. The bank said, "Here's some money." So like, it'd be rude for you to go. No, I'm not going to spend it. Precisely. That's what it was designed for. Imagine, like, everyone's like, oh, Sammy, you're so much on rent to loads of cities. Bam. I knocked out, like, 15 states in that one trip. Like, I'm not even mad. You know what not got me about that? I just saw a picture of, on your Insta, and you were just in Mexico, and I was like, wait, wait, I thought we were sticking to America. I didn't know we were crossing the border like that, but okay. Honey, I went Central America. I went Canada. I, I did it all. I did it all. Like, that overdraft was well spent. I'm actually dead but you know what upset me like when I was getting my student account and overdraft they were like it's interest free and then you have a whole year after you graduate where there's no interest like you'll be fine we've got your back and I was like just come it's all a hunky dory it's fine I got this I was like do you know what a whole year after I graduate how hard can it be to save up some money listen it's been two years since I graduated and I'm still breaking up that interest like I'm getting texts from Lloyd's Bank <laughs> every other day like you still haven't paid it off I'm like I am fully aware <laughs> 
we are both in the know. We both know that the overdraft is still there. You don't need to bait me out like this. Like, it's rude. Bring it up, bring it up. Spin it, spin it up. <laughs> it's so upsetting. And do you know what the funny thing about it was? Like, last, was it last year? Yeah, last year, around summertime, or maybe, like, near the end of spring, I had actually saved up two grand and I was going to pay off my overdraft. And then one of my friends was like, listen, I'm going to LA for a month. Do you want to come? And I was like, what am I going to do? Say no? Like, I was like, I guess I'm catching flights, not feelings then. Sorry, Lloyd. Like, I'm not about to say no. I conveniently had two grand saved up. Like, yeah. That's just hilarious. You were literally about to clear the overdraft and you're like, mm, overdraft, Lloyd's LA, Lloyd's LA, 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 LA. I was just like, you know what? The bank doesn't need more money, but I want to go on a holiday, so. Like, Lloyd's, Lloyd's can wait another two years. Honestly, though, before, before uni, as I said, before I started first year, I'd saved up a bunch of money for the summer. So I was good first year. I was living comfortably. Second year, I got a job, um, which just meant that I had like, more money more like extra money to like treat myself or like go on little trips or whatever third third year now so when i came back after spending all of that money in america i was like i'm poor now like that overdraft i've spent it so i'm already i'm starting off the year in minus and then when the student finance comes in you're like i got a tax that comes in goes straight back out to rent. so the whole of first year i was just poor because i was still in like negative funds from traveling around America. So anytime something came in, it just went back out again. Like it was actually dire. Yeah. It got to the point where I'd literally have to like message Mumsy and I'm like, can you spot me 30 pounds so I can do a food shop? <laughs> and when I came back, I just, I just couldn't get a job. Like when I say it, I went to, I applied to Bear Place and on campus as well. But at Kent, they only, um, they only, have like job interviews or on, on campus jobs like at certain points in the year so like in the summer for people to work over the summer and then throughout September and because I was in third year they want people who's good who are gonna like be working there for like at least two years if not more so I just couldn't get a job so it was peak and suddenly a fiver for entry was too much to afford it was actually really sad I went from being like party Sammy living living large to yeah I don't think I can make this one you know <laughs> I even I had to lower my drinking standards from spirits like everyone knows I'm a cocktail girl I love my spirits I had to lower it to like cheap wine Echo Falls and shout out Lidl's Lidl's fake Malibu because you got me that's actually quite sad because we already know from the Amy Winehand story how you feel about wine so we know we know that that was not fun for you but mate I actually felt that in my soul like it was a pasta every day walk to uni only go to clubs with one pound entry kind of a situation because like when the money ain't there the money ain't there but it's also just like so depressing when you open your bank account and you just see the minus like it's so bold in your face it's just them basically being like you're poor just reminding you every day you're broke it's so rude it's, it's violent it feels like an attack it feels like an attack on me like whoa wow you didn't just let's just get rid of the minus sign for a little bit like ah, what's this energy mate it's just i remember in first year like i got to the point where lloyds would just text me every week like you're about to go over your overdraft limit put some money in your account and i was just thinking 
Lloyd, you know more than anyone else that I don't have money to put into this account. So why are you being like this? Like, Lloyd, you know better than anyone that I'm broke. It's not even, it's not even okay, man. It, I just felt like I was in an exclusive relationship with my bank. It was, it was a mess. <laughs> Do you know what? It, it would start off with a text like, you've gone under your limit or you're spending too much and you need to put more money in your account. And it would just, it would just amplify. So it would start off with a text that would be an email. It was getting to the point where I was getting letters because no. with like, <laughs> with the overdraft, you have to be putting money in like regularly, like even if it's just transferring it in and out. And when I say that, I didn't, I did not have money to be putting in. So I just aired that account for the longest. They were like, you haven't put any money in this term. And I was like, gee, I don't have money to put in. So they started sending me letters. And I was like, bro, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> like you can write to me as often as you want. I'm still not going to have any money. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, overdrafts are literally like the biggest, the, they're just like, a it's the biggest trap. And do you know what? You'll be thinking, Ah, okay, so that third year, the summer of third year, last term, where you get, like, a bigger chunk and, like, your rent has been paid off, so you get a bigger chunk of money and you're just like, I'm a baller. That that wasn't even me because I was already in minus from, like, my American dreams. So things, things are difficult. Also, yeah, gym memberships are expensive as fuck. Being on the society, just the membership alone, and then kit, jerseys all of that is expensive so first term money would go and it'd be gone as quick as it came in like first term september october like my money was just gone yeah like the money would come in and you'd automatically be broke same second <laughs> it was so in the same breath it'd be like oh you got a text rent bills phone bill ah now you have 50 pounds left <laughs> <laughs> Mate, overdrafts are just the enemy of progress. And also, I was in the mentality like, you know what? It's finally got an overdraft because as soon as you graduate, doors are going to open for you. So you'll easily pay that off in your first year. Look at me now, two years later. Lloyd's still texting me. Look at me now. Hey, look at me. Don't look at me now. Don't do it, please. Also, you know how we're called Black, Broke and Brilliant? This is where the broke life began. This is where it started. Yeah. Just just for clarity, brilliant, because, you know, we've got the paper. We've got the 9K paper that says, you know, you're a graduate and you have the degree. So I've realised some places, some job interviews don't even check your degree. So are you telling me I spent this much money for you to not even check that I went to the University of Kent and got my 2-1? All right, cool. It's actually disrespectful. Like, they don't even care. I'm like, fam, I studied for three years. You better care. I yeah. will send you my certificate. It's so bad. But the broken brilliant literally comes from uni. <laughs> yeah, like that's where it all began. But mate, uni was actually wild. Like as stressful as the academic side was, the social life was actually unrivaled. Like I would never go back because uni broke me, but I still managed to have the best time. No, I'm not gonna lie, uni made me. I made a name for myself, made a bunch of friends. People like literally like family, had a blast, ended on a high. So what can I... <laughs> By the time I left, I was a big name on Kent campus. You know, that girl, Sammy, the face of this Kent girl, Kenya, all of that business. And, you know, great things were to come. So can't complain. And as you said, just the nightlife and meeting people, like, it, it, was, it was wild. It was fantastic. Yeah. Also, before we end, just want to big up Swiss World and everyone who bought from and shared a black business on Black Pound Day. It was so cool and so fantastic to see and be a part of. And I really discovered some amazing brands and businesses. So honestly, do your research. It's not difficult at all. There's so many black directories out there and like people on Insta. Um, 
yeah, I spent hella pee, but I'm glad because it went to black businesses. So I will be sure to share the things I bought um, on our page when they all arrive. So let's, let's start normalizing supporting black businesses, not just make it a day and make it a regular thing. Exactly, we've got to support our black brothers and sisters. As always, if you want to share your thoughts or comments on the episode, use the hashtag Black, Broke and Brilliant on Twitter or message us on our Insta page. Like, subscribe, give us a rating, share it with your mums, your nans and people who have denied themselves of great black content. Yes, we'll be back on Thursday as always. I've been Ivy. I've been Samiracle and thank you for listening. <laughs>